Please open your Bibles with me to Psalm 26. I have two goals this morning that I'd like to accomplish by reviewing this psalm. First, I'd like to offer more assurance of your salvation and confidence with the Lord if you accomplish the items mentioned in this psalm. And second, is to convince and convict each of us to pursue further self-examination and if we really love the Lord as much as we think we do. Please follow along with me as I read Psalm 26. Judge me, O Lord, for I have walked in mine integrity. I have trusted also in the Lord. Therefore, I shall not slide. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my reins and my heart. For thy loving kindness is before mine eyes, and I have walked in thy truth. I have not sat with vain persons, neither will I go in with dissemblers. I have hated the congregation of evildoers and will not sit with the wicked. I will wash mine hands in innocency, so will I compass thine altar, O Lord, that I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving and tell of all thy wondrous works. Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house and the place where thine honor dwelleth. Gather not my soul with sinners, nor my life with bloody men, in whose hands is mischief, and their right hand is full of bribes. But as for me, I will walk in mine integrity. Redeem me, and be merciful unto me. My foot standeth in an even place, and the congregations will I bless the Lord. Amen. Starting off in verse 1, the psalmist, who was not perfect, but had obviously given effort and fear to obey the Lord, could say, Judge me, O Lord. David, who wrote this psalm, obviously had many sins in his life, and some of them are recorded in the Bible. But he knew that after confession and offering proper sacrifice, the Lord would forgive him and allow him a clean slate. And with that confident in the Lord's mercy, he could say, judge me. But this judging that David is asking for is more than just confidence in the Lord's forgiveness. The judging is based on the next two clauses. For I have walked in mine integrity. I have trusted also in the Lord. Can we have the same confidence? We should. If we are trying our best to serve the Lord, we can come to the Lord and say, judge us, for we are trying our best. The end of the last clause of this verse should be the confidence that we have because we are serving the Lord and because we are committed to continuing in that service of the Lord, we can be confident that we will not slide away. Verse 2 continues in the same theme as David is very confident in approaching the Lord and telling him to examine, prove, and try him. Where does such confidence come from? Proverbs 28.1 tells us the righteous are as bold as a lion. David knew that he was making his best efforts to serve the Lord, and that gave him the confidence to tell the Lord to try him. This topic can be very comforting because it allows us to live a life of confidence and assurance. We don't have to spend all the time worrying about when the Lord is going to kill us or judge us for our sins. There is no other way to live in this world besides being confident in our righteousness before the Lord. Then in addition to that, he will give us blessings from heaven. Yes. In, the verse, in the first clause of verse 3, David tells the Lord that he knows and sees the Lord's loving kindness. Amen. Do you offer up praise and thanksgiving to God often to acknowledge his loving kindness in your life? Quickly, I want to look at that, the first word there, the loving kindness. The Lord is loving and full of kindness. Yes. One without the other is great. But what is somebody who can love us in a way that no one else can? And because of that love, he shows us kindness. Amen. The second clause of verse 3 continues on 
and a confident approach from David to say that he has walked in the Lord's truth and he will continue following the Lord's commandments. The end of verse 3 through verse 5, David changes his confidence from more of an inward purity to focus on his outward actions. Verse 3 had the term walked, and as a theme for our youth group, it has been stated, are we putting feet to our religion? David did that and was confident in it. Verses 4 and 5 are speaking to the company David kept, part of his actions. He mentions four separate types of people here, all of whom are evil. What is your tolerance of vain people, dissemblers, evildoers, and the wicked? Do you dislike all types? Or are you okay maybe with a vain person or a hypocrite, which is what a dissembler is? Because that is not as bad as being straight up wicked, right? Wrong. David would not even sit with these, and he avoided them. If we were to have the confidence David had, then spending any time with the wicked will result in strict and severe punishment from the Lord if we're asking him to judge and try us. Notice that the first clauses of verses 4 and 5 are past tense in that David said, I have not sat with and I have hated the the congregation of evildoers. But in the second clause of each of those verses, it's a future tense. Neither will I go in with dissemblers and will not sit with the wicked. So the question is, who are your friends? But more importantly, who will your friends be going forward if you desire to serve the Lord? You cannot have friends that are wicked if you want to have the confidence of David. Moving on to verse 6, I will wash mine hands in innocency, so will I compass thine altar, O Lord. The Jews during the Old Testament had many things they did outwardly, including washing hands as a religious ceremony. And David here is saying that he will wash his hands in innocency, which means that he will commit outward acts with a pure and clean heart. He will not be a hypocrite like the people mentioned in verses 4 and 5. When we look to James 4, 8, it commands us, Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. David has just stated in verse 4 that he would not go in with assemblers or hypocrites. And here he tells the Lord that not only will he confess his sins, but he is also not going to have any sin in his heart. Jesus, during the Sermon on the Mount, said that if when coming to offer a gift... And at the altar, you remember an offense with a brother. You should leave your gift and go reconcile yourself with your brother. And the point is, we cannot go to the Lord unless we have cleared ourselves from sin. We have no sin hiding in our hearts. And we have a single mind of serving the Lord. For anything less will not be accepted. Verse 6 did not end with a period. So David is saying that with a clean and single heart, free of hypocrisy... He will offer the voice of thanksgiving and tell of the Lord's wondrous works. Amen. Will you allow me to encourage you again that thanksgiving and praise unvoiced does not count? The two verbs in here are publish and tell. For you to be able to fulfill this verse, it needs to be spoken. You need to be talking about it. Being thankful in your heart is not good enough. You need to publish and make the voice of the praise of the Lord to be heard. If you have a hard time coming up with thanksgivings, we have a problem. The Lord has been very good to us, better than He was to David. We understand more. We should have thanksgivings constantly flowing from our hearts and mouth. Verse 8 continues on in David's confidence before the Lord. But here is in a much more positive aspect than the verses 1 through 5 where he's talking about not sinning. Here David is telling the Lord that he has loved the Lord's house and the place where the Lord's honor dwelleth. Allow me a couple of cross-references for verse 8 from Psalm 84. 
Verses 1 and 2. How amiable are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts. My soul longeth, yea, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh crieth out for the living God. Amen. And then in verse 10, for a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. If you would rather be here today than anywhere else, then take confidence and assurance that you are the Lord's. Yes. For he's already changed your heart to want to yes. be here. If you have not loved the Lord and His house like you should, we're still early today. You can confess your sins and start afresh right now and we can move forward. Verses 9 and 10. David asked the Lord to keep his soul separate from sinners and his life from bloody men. Through his righteous life, he is asking the Lord to treat him differently than the wicked men around him. These men are the same men from verses 4 and 5, and David wanted nothing to do with them and wanted to be treated differently. We can have the same confidence. We don't have to worry about what happens to the wicked if we are living righteously. The Lord will respect and hear our prayer to be treated differently than the wicked men of the world. Verse 11 is another future commitment from David that he will walk in his integrity. In verse 1 he said he had walked in his integrity, but in verse 11 he is telling the Lord that he will walk in his integrity. We must daily make such commitments the same. Yesterday, if you had a good day yesterday, praise the Lord. But all, what matters is, what are you going to do today? Right. What daily commitments can you make today to walk in your integrity and follow the Lord? The second clause of verse 11 is recognition from David that even though he was being a righteous man and he was trying, he still needed the Lord's redeeming power and mercy because without it, he is lost and we, as all, all of us. In the last verse, David is telling the Lord once again of his commitment that he is not unsure about what he is going to do. His foot was in a solid and even place. He was confident in his approach going forward and what he was going to do. Can we be so confident? Should we be so confident? Yes. David vows that he will in the congregations bless the Lord. He, he constantly made vows that he will bless the Lord. Can you and I make such confident um, vows before the Lord? Yes. We should and we can and that will give us confidence before the Lord if we have fulfilled our vows. This psalm should give us great assurance that we can have confidence with the Lord and that He wants us to have such confidence with Him. There is only way to have this confidence, and that is to live a holy and righteous life. Yes. Starting with your heart, which will lead to righteous actions. We can, with a pure heart, properly and perfectly hate the wicked, which the Lord does. We need a single mind, void of hypocrisy, if we're going to do this. We can't come in here and say the things and then live a different way. The Lord will bring down severe and severe judgment upon us if we do. We must and should love the Lord's habitation and giving Him praise. There should be nothing more exciting in your life than coming in here and offering praise to the Lord. And if that is true in your life, take assurance. The Lord has regenerated you and made you one of His children and live a confident life in that. Yes. The Lord, if we haven't, forgive us for falling short and help us to start anew right now. Amen. Amen. Amen.